Hey there, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Be Still and Run. And also, if you are new, welcome and thank you for tuning in. So today I wanted to go over uh, just some prayer topics that I have been including in my prayer time over the last about a year and a half, and it has completely changed my relationship with God. It has given me so much joy and so much peace in circumstances and the harder circumstances are the more I prioritize going over these and it normally I see I have a five and a half by eight and a half journal and it normally takes up about one page not front and back just one so I mean you can make this as long or as short as you want it. It totally depends on the situation, totally depends on where you feel God leading you, but they have really given me what I consider the abundant life, just allowing my focus to be on God, allowing the Holy Spirit to just work in my life. Um, I know there's a lot of other situations and different things that God has been doing in my life that also contributes to that. But I really feel like these six prayer topics going over that has set the foundation and has allowed him to work in other areas. So I'm not saying that this will change your life right away, but it will definitely help and allow God to work in your life better and more effectively. Um, but I do want to say you, you seeking God for what he can do for you is not going to give you the same results than if you seek God as a person and you're actually genuinely wanting a relationship with Him rather than what He can give you or what He can do. Um, I know a lot of times people will come to the end of their rope before they come to Christ, before they realize they need help, and that's okay. Like coming to Him in humility, saying you can't do it, that's fine too. Like. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying if you go to God being like, oh God, I need a lot of money. That's, it's not going to work out for you very well. Um, that would be like um, a guy or a girl coming to you and being like, hey, you want to be in a relationship? Can I have some money first? Uh, so that's not going to be a very genuine relationship. Uh, so just keep that in mind that God is a person. I think I mentioned this in the last few episodes, but seeking him as a person for a relationship, well, a person without sin. Um, He wants that relationship with you and you can't seek him for what he can give over a relationship with him because it's a completely different aspect. I think I mentioned that in the first episode. So just keep that in mind. And I will let you hear the six topics. Don't forget, I don't know if I mentioned it in the actual episode, but I will have the blog post version link down below. That way you can get the topics already written out for you and you don't have to, um, what am I trying to say? You don't have to like try to write them down as I say them. And then I will also have the Why Not Run workshop workbook um, PDF where, like the sheet that talks about that, that you can download as well and use for your personal 
um, per life. So I will let you get to the episode and see you next time. So prayer is often a concept that a lot of us know we need to do, but we don't actually do it. And I have noticed the one thing that really helps with that is realizing that God is a person. He created us in his image and he has emotions. He has feelings just like we do, just without the sin, obviously. Um, So remembering that prayer is absolutely essential to our relationship with God because without conversation, you can't have a relationship And so a lot of times what gets people is they feel like they need to pray a certain way or they need to have a certain formula or they need to have a certain kind of prayer journal or organization, which organization is great, don't get me wrong, but there's all these different things that were like, if this was different, then I could do that. And if I had more time, then I could do it. And I have realized that the one thing that really works for me which is could be totally different for you because I have heard so many different people who have success in their prayer life and it's totally organized and done differently. Um, so one of the things that works really well for me is if I have a list of the prayer requests and all of that, I actually have it in like one of those happy planner um, journals to where you can take the sheets out and you can put them back in, you can add more Um, you can change the cover, just whatever you want to do. But I have, I have different sheets, different kind of paper. Even I have, um, I think 31, uh, what were those called? Tabs. I have 31 tabs. So depending on the day has a different topic for each day. So like each, there's a day that's specific for each one of my family members. Then I have one for friends or i actually have two or three for friends And then one for church, one for the government, one for children just around the world because um, I have a heart for like abortion and adoption and foster care and Sunday school and all those different things. Even though that's not where my passion is, I do have a heart for that. Um, And then just a bunch of different topics. Um, One of them is just a day to focus on giving thanks and the other one that I remember is like a day to focus on repentance, um, just asking for forgiveness. So there's like a list of different things that I can take before God and say, do I have a problem with this? Um, actually the other day I went through just the first three and that's all I had time for because I obviously had a lot of issues in that area. All I had to do was read the title and I started crying. Um, so everybody that has a different kind of way to organize their prayer life. Um, one of the ways I have seen recently is to have that for either reference or backup. So I don't necessarily pray for each topic every day. I want to get into that, but with the Sunday school, um, workbook we're doing, I haven't had time. So I think I have two days left of that. So I'll have more time for prayer, but the just going to God each time I start my prayer and asking him to pray through me or to tell me what to pray for, to um, put on my heart what, who needs what and what needs prayer for. 
Um, sometimes I'll pray on one topic the entire time. Sometimes I'll just have a bunch of people that come up to mind and a bunch of different requests that they have given me. Um, just being able to have a list and to be able to review it if I need to or whatever, because I feel like God um, is very, very faithful to remind me of the prayer requests that people have prayed for when that person comes to mind. Um, and so that is what really helps me with my prayer life and realizing that the conversation with God is also has to be two ways. So I also have been learning to listen um, and to make sure I spend time in his words so that I can hear or just whatever. Um, but one of the best ways for me has been to learn to run with God or recently walk with God just because I can't physically handle running right now. Um, and that is literally just to, it's sort of like when I first started running, it was like a date every day that I went out and ran. It was like, I just spent time in communion with God. I would pray just the entire time. I would ask him for strength most of the time because that's what I needed. Um, but I just noticed that I would just ask God to go running with me or to go walking with me. And recently I've been asking him to help me feel his presence, um, which hasn't been very frequent because I'm just now learning that, but that has also been really cool. So all of that to, I guess, give an introduction to the six prayer topics that can change your prayer life. I know in the title I put will change your prayer life, but I mean, I don't like saying that something will or like a definite because everybody's different. But I know these principles are in the Bible, so I know they will definitely work for you. It just depends, I guess, on your personality of how you'll do it and all of that. So the first one is declare who God is in your situation. So let me try to think of a topic or something that's happening in my life. Um, okay. So just a promise I felt like God gave me six months ago. I'm not going to share the details just because I'm not the kind that says God said this or whatever, but just um, some verses that he gave me for a specific area in my life. And so a lot of times throughout the last few months that has been threatened to be taken away or threatened to become impossible to be fulfilled um, and all these different things. So declaring who God is in my situation would be that he's faithful to keep his word. Um, I may have gotten the direction wrong or I may have details in my mind that's not of God, but I know I can trust that he will keep his word, whatever he said, not necessarily what I think he said. Um, and I may have interpreted what he said also in my own strength and not listen to him. So I just remind myself that he's faithful to keep his promise um, and that he will give me strength. Um, I can't think of that. He is holy and he is um, a God who can be trusted, can be looked to for strength, um, someone I can hope in. 
And so different things like that. And then number two um, is to remind yourself of what he has done for you or others in the past that would encourage you to focus on God in the season you are in. So for me in the situation, it would be um, like Moses, God promised him that he would bring the Israelites out of Egypt and he did. So I would just remind myself of that. And uh, I can't think of a few others right now. Well, Joseph, um, he had those dreams and God eventually brought them to pass. Um, Abraham, Mary, just anything for me that would remind me of God's faithfulness that he actually brought to pass what he said he would. And then number three, to remind yourself of promises in scripture that apply to your situation without taking it out of context. I know a lot of times, including myself, um, the scriptures can be taken out of context so easily because Satan is an angel of light and he is very deceptive. He's very subtle. And um, I actually, at one point, had a dream that the there was a verse in the Bible who it's told me I was going to marry some person and I woke up and everybody was like, oh, it was a sign. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but I eventually did believe them and it didn't happen. So, which I'm grateful for. But through all of that, I would read scriptures and I'd be like, oh, it supports that dream and whatever. And yeah, it definitely was not of God. And in the back of my mind, I knew that. But because of just what other people were saying and because of my worldly flesh, I was clinging to, um, I guess, just a false prophet, a false whatever you would want to call that. And there's been multiple other times that I have taken scripture out of context and somebody will be like, hey, this isn't what it says or whatever, which super grateful for those people. Anyway, <laughs> um, so taking scriptures, um, so like for my situation, it would be like Romans eight twenty eight. He works all things together for good. And then, um, oh, I can't, I don't think I have any of the other verses memorized that I have been using, but just verses that say God will fulfill his promises. Oh, I think one of them is Luke one thirty seven. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Um, just any kind of verses like that. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. Um, so just reminding yourself of verses that can help you. So this is when getting into God's word and spending time getting to know his voice is really going to be helpful and really beneficial. But if you haven't been in God's Word and you can't think of any verses, it's always good to go to somebody who knows the Word better than you. This is what I did, oh, I don't know, four years ago um, when a friend of mine helped me go through a bunch of lies and just find verses to go against them. Um, I couldn't have thought of those verses myself because I didn't know the Bible very well. So I feel like over the last four years, I've really been diving into the word more than I used to. So verses come up easier and I'm able to recall them or, well, 
the Holy Spirit brings them up. But I have them in my mind or in my heart. I've read them multiple times where God can bring them to mind. And then number four is in humility, ask Jesus for help in your situation. So this is when petition would come in where you would be honest and be like, God, I don't have the strength or sorry, I forgot to pause it for that car. Uh, I don't have the strength. I can't do this on my own. Um, uh, everybody hates me or just whatever you would need to be in humility and admit, say you're prideful, you keep trying to do it on your own, just anything that comes to mind for that. And then asking Jesus for help, asking him to show you the way, asking him to open your heart and open your mind and to focus on what he has promised or whatever. That is totally random. This is sort of where you share your heart and the situation. And then number five is to thank God for the hope you have in Christ as a follower of him. Thank him for the ultimate victory he gave us over the enemy and sin through the blood of Christ. So a lot of times as Christians, we can get sucked into the trend that the gospel is for unbelievers. So like, you know, we're already saved. We don't really need to think about the cross. We don't need to focus on how we got saved or um, focus on our sin or any of that. But there is actually a lot of power in preaching the gospel to ourselves. And I've kind of wondered sometimes if that's why God wanted us to um, like focus on preaching the gospel to others or reaching out and getting the lost because a lot of times the teacher learns more than the uh, what would you say that the student? Um, so preaching ourselves the gospel helps us to focus on Christ. It reminds us of who we really are in our sinful state. And it reminds us of what God has done for us. It reminds us of who God really is, how much he loves us. Um, it reminds us of all the blessings we have. It reminds us of who we are in Christ and just, it brings up all of the truths back to mind when we preach the gospel to ourselves and when we remember that and we thank God for that. And then six is to give him thanks for the blessings in your life right now. So I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but I had shared how my friend and I spent um, almost an hour on the phone just focusing on giving thanks to God. And we ended up crying at the end because we realized how blessed we were. And we were almost convicted of like, why don't we do this? Or not almost, but we were convicted of why don't we do this more often? Why don't we give thanks? Because there is so many blessings in our life, even when it doesn't look like it. And my computer just died. I'm glad I'm done with that. Um, so just giving thanks in our circumstances for what he has blessed us with, for what is going on in our life. So like right now, I am sitting underneath the trees, recording a few podcasts for this month, and the sun is out, there's blue sky with some clouds, it's like beautiful weather, the breeze is almost cold, like I actually think I have goosebumps. <laughs> Um, but 
just looking at nature, looking at your family, looking at if you have a job, if you have clothes, if you have food, if you have friends and family and just all of these blessings in our lives. And the more, the more that my friend and I gave thanks, we went back and forth. So like if there was a pause, um, you, the other person could start or whatever, but we just went back and forth. And the more we gave thanks, the more we, um, the more stuff came to mind to where we wanted to give him thanks. And like I have been saying this whole month, giving thanks gets our perspective back where it should be and gets us to remind us of who God is and like how he has been faithful and how he is trustworthy and how we can trust him to answer our prayers or to draw us closer to him. And so these six topics is what I have been doing for the last, we'll say month and a half now. Um, and it's during the times that I make sure and I go through these topics that my life is completely different. I feel like I am closer in my relationship with God. And um, like in a sense, I feel like I can breathe easier. I feel like my life is so much more smoother. I can handle obstacles that come better or whatever. Um, so I would definitely encourage you to try and incorporate Thanksgiving into your life more. If you need to find a prayer buddy that will help you do that, then please do. Like, um, we haven't been able to do it very often, but we absolutely love the times that we were able to before our life got turned upside down. Um, but that was a huge blessing and... So if you need that accountability or uh, just find even a Thanksgiving accountability to where you guys will text each other three things a day that you're thankful for of that day or just whatever, just be creative and try to get into the habit of giving thanks more. I know someone at church, they, um, I think they said something about how they practiced before their prayer time, making sure the first thing they prayed about was Thanksgiving and what they were thankful for. And now it just comes naturally. So that is really hard to do because a lot of times when I sit down to pray, I want to start complaining or sharing my heart. Um, and so using these six prayer topics has really helped me and reminded me that, okay, I need to at least focus on who God is first. So sometimes I'll go back and forth. I'll thank God for something and then I'll pray about something or I will pray about something and then thank God for it. Um, so it really it, totally dependent upon who you are, how you work, how God wants to work in your life. Just please don't try to be like somebody else because you are not. And that can get you into a lot of trouble. So really just focus on your relationship with God and who he created you to be, um, but also being accountable to others and being humble and being able to have people come to you and say, hey, you're wrong with this or whatever is also really going to help you. So don't like completely block yourself out and be like, oh, this is what I do. This is my thing. Um, just make sure you don't do that because 
God gave us each other. We're all part of a body. We all need to encourage each other and lift each other up and correct each other so that we can become more like Christ. So I am praying for you guys and I hope you have a blessed week and happy running. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Be Still and Run. If you guys haven't heard about the simplicity of Christianity, it is a seven part book that I wrote for download and I'll have the link down below. I just loved being able to write this. I love the analogies of it and it is basically on how we are supposed to be living the Christian life so that we can actually live it efficiently, live it um, just joyfully. And it goes through and lines up with how my training actually went for one of the best races I ever ran, the half marathon and all trails, technical trails. So it was a lot of fun, but I, lined everything up with that. I, there was a lot of new circumstances that happened that God allowed to create the whole atmosphere and the whole outline of it that just made it a really, really fun experience and really taught me a lot. And I hope that it helps you guys. There is um, a page that the link down below will take you to. You don't have to read the whole thing but it does explain a little bit more about what it is or you can just go right to the book which will be at the top so i hope you guys will check that out and even let me know how you liked it let me know what you think i really enjoyed it and i pray that it encourages you on how you can focus on a christian life and live it to the fullest <laughs>